Good afternoon, everyone. This is my uh, fifth time I'm participating in the Shared Services Forum. And every time I'm given a slot right after lunch. Uh, so I've asked Ravi why, and he believes that I'm effective at engaging the audience after lunch. I don't know. I'll leave that verdict to all of you after this session. Um, uh, and, and, you know, earlier in the Shared Services Forum, the attendance uh, pre-lunch and post-lunch used to be more or less the same. Today, you can see some chairs vacant. So that's the impact of automation. Uh, <laughs> so you can assume that you know, some people have been automated or you know, they're focusing on something else. Um, so what I wanted to talk to you about is, um, you know, this is the first session after lunch. So I'm going to have a pretty heavy presentation with lots of data and charts to make sure you all, you all are awake. Uh, there's been a lot of discussion in the morning on you know, what digital means, what digital means to the future of, uh, of, of, of uh, GICs. By the way, we use the term GICs, Global In-House Centers. You can call it GBS, Captive Shared Services, whatever. Let um, me just, you know, th this is based on a specific assessment that we have done. And before I get there, let me talk about what the definition of digital means, at least in the context of what I'm going to present, right? So it's a combination of everything, uh, automation, mobility, analytics, cloud, social interactive, others such as cybersecurity, internet of things. Um, so just to set some market context, first of all, why even talk about this digital? Right? Because as we have seen digital uh, GICs evolve, and I'm sure you all must be experiencing it, GICs are increasingly supporting the digital agenda of the enterprise. When I say digital, it's a combination of all that, eventually leading to more value addition, better customer experience, whatever. If you look at all the, you know, this works. What you see on the left of this chart is the new GIC setups that have happened globally over the last two, two and a half years. And more than half in the last six months have had some component of digital. Now, this is a big change. The new GICs that are getting set up are focusing on digital as the core of their delivery, which is a bit different from how the traditional GICs evolved. Right? Many of them set up with traditional IT functions, corporate functions, shared services, and then have now moved to digital. No surprise, India is the largest location when it comes to digital. Okay, now comes to the core of the assessment. So this is based on a proprietary model that we have, which is called the pinnacle assessment model. It essentially looks at maturity on two axes. What you see on the y-axis is what have been the outcomes due to digital. So specifically speaking, because of digital, because of how the GICs have implemented digital or are supporting the enterprise agenda on digital, what has been the tangible impact to the parent organization? So this is looking at, has it made cost impact, which it would have. What extent has it made operational impact, such as reduction in errors, faster cycle time. And to what extent has it made strategic impact, which is enabling the top line, right? Or helping the parent company address new markets. So that's the y-axis, looking at outcomes. What you see on the x-axis is how mature are the GICs from a capability standpoint. So capability is a combination of scale, penetration. So penetration means what percentage of the global work is being done in the GIC. Breadth and depth of service. So breadth means, I spoke about all the digital segments. Are you doing breadth? Depth means you're doing end-to-end -end in one or two of these segments. So this breadth and depth 
talent. To what extent are GICs focusing on upskilling talent or talent development for digital, which we've heard about in the morning, and how is that different from what it's been so far? Operating model and level of influence. So to what extent have GICs a seat at the table for digital? And then innovation. And then this was based on a survey and assessment that we had done of 55 GICs. Those represented multiple leading industry verticals. Uh, this was just focused primarily on India, although we had some uh, assessments from Philippines and Poland as well. Um, this was uh, included GICs, I'd say 50% represented financial services, which you would expect given the composition of the market. But you had GICs from retail, manufacturing, etc. You also had GICs participating in this that cut across different scale and time of operation. So you had some of the new GICs, some people who've been here for longer. Let me also add that this is a self-administered assessment. In other words, this is based on an assessment which the GICs uh, populated. We have not normalized this because very often there could be a difference between what the GIC thinks is doing versus you know, what, what the reality is. This is based on a self-administered assessment. Uh, this was filled by the GIC CEOs or the COOs or the CTOs. Right? So the assumption is that it would have been a balanced assessment that has gone into this. And then we backed it up with interviews. So the dots that you see here on the screen, and this is an eye test for those sitting at the back. You, if you actually count, you'll see 55 dots. Right? Those 55 dots represent where the GIC stand. This is the actual assessment of the survey, of the assessment, on where they stand with respect to capability and where they stand with respect to uh, type of impact delivered. About 20% of those are what we assessed as pinnacle GCCs. Pinnacle GCCs meaning they are pretty evolved in GICs in terms of the impact they're delivering for the parent and also advanced in terms of capabilities. And what I'm going to share with you in the rest of the presentation is what has made them pinnacle? What is it that they're doing which is different from the rest of the market? So that, that serves as a food for thought for you know, many of you here. Um, and if, if any of you want to participate in this, you, you can still do that. We'll, we will... Uh, do a customized assessment on where you stand with respect to the to the market. Let me also mention here that this was focused only on GICs, uh, not focused on the domestic uh, shared services. Okay. So three main points we've all been talking about, and you know Sudhir made this great point in the previous session that you need data to back up what what the what the performance is. We look at pinnacle GICs. And I, I, to some extent, I disagree that cost is not important. If you look at cost impact, they have generated 53% ROI from digital initiatives. Right? And how do you measure this in the context of this assessment is investment made in digital initiatives to the return it generated for the parent, excluding the impact of arbitrage. Right? Excluding the impact of arbitrage. The second, Pinnacle GCCs have achieved about two and a half times improvement in operational metrics. I'll talk with you some details as we move along. And then the vast majority of Pinnacle GICs, and this is the big differentiator, is that they're generating significant strategic impact, and just, just hold on for what that means, compared to the rest of the market. The, the point I want to make here is that the Pinnacle GICs have been evolved, achieved more impact across all of these dimensions cost, operational, and strategic. So it's not just cost alone, but operational and strategic as well. 
So I'm going to run through some of these these uh, these slides quickly in the interest of time, and happy to share this presentation. Those you want. Um, if you look at the average cost savings from digital initiatives in Pinnacle GICs, three and a half times what have been done from the other GICs. Average ROI, 1.8 times. I'm, I'm going to talk in a bit about what they did to get there, but just, just stay on the y-axis for now, the impact. This is very interesting. Two and a half times improvement in operational metrics compared to other GICs. Increase in process accuracy, reduction in cycle time, improvement in SLA compliance, improvement in staff productivity. Staff productivity. So let's not just look at productivity from the perspective of you know, the, the impact to the end consumer or the, or the internal customer. Staff productivity also matters. So through, in, through leveraging digital in the GIC, this is what the pinnacle GICs have been able to achieve. And what I'm talking about is just the delta. So before digital was in, in implemented and after it was implemented or rather in the process of being implemented. Right. Now, this is, this is very interesting because how are GICs enabling the enterprise's digital agenda on digital, on, on, on this dimension is, is not just cost and operational. Most of the pinnacle GICs are helping drive, they're helping reduce the cost of innovation. They're helping create new prototypes for the organization. So for example, this could mean uh, let me take an example from retail banking, a new way of engaging with customers using digital-led you know, applications. A lot of that work now is now being led out of the GIC. When I say led, it doesn't mean doing parts of the project, but really led from an overall perspective. Improving customer experience. And this was an interesting assessment that we did. If you were to quantify, and somebody talked about it, Sudhir again mentioned, you need to quantify the true impact of the GIC. There are several challenges in quantification, and we can, we can keep debating that forever. But the Pinnacle GICs have achieved 2x revenue impact for their parent organization. So if you were to say, okay, as a result of new POCs prototypes, how did that help Im impact the top line? By re improving customer experience, how did that help? For example, lowering attrition, et cetera. If you were to quantify that, the, the Pinnacle GICs have achieved two times revenue impact compared to the, um, to, to, to the rest of the market. Okay, so one thing that is different about these GICs is that they started their journeys differently. And the reason I'm sharing this with you is, I know many of you are in this journey already, but there may be new initiatives you're, you're starting and these may be good pointers to consider. With the Pinnacle GICs, it was a model where they proactively created buy-in. With most of the other GICs, it was driven by a parent mandate into digital. So the parent said, do XYZ, RPA, and then the, then the GIC did this. But in the case of Pinnacle, it was pull, proactive. The second point is the Pinnacle GICs said, look, from a process standpoint, I want to look at efficiency improvement. Technology comes to enable that. So I'm not starting by saying, I need to do RPA, which is what most of the other GICs have done. You're starting with the technology. With the Pinnacle GICs, it means efficiency improvement is the primary lever. If that just means dropping three steps in the process and not doing RPA, so be it. So the technology comes later. The efficiency improvement is the primary lens. And the second and the last point is that um, there's been very intentional cross-functional collaboration uh, in the case of Pinnacle GICs as compared to the other GICs. Let me take a banking example. In some of the leading banking GICs that were Pinnacle, 
instead of having a separate IT group that does reconciliations uh, and a separate ops group that, that does reconciliations, they have even collapsed the structure and say, I'm going to have a head of recon that's going to look at both IT and ops together. Now, keep in mind, the structure is very different from what may be there in the parent entity. But then that's the benefit of different functions in the, in the, same, in the same GIC. How do you drive more cross-functional collaboration? Sometimes it may not be possible to do it structurally, but then you could have project-specific goals that drive cross-functional collaboration. Okay, so till now you saw the y-axis. As I said, two and a half times improvement in, in operational metrics, which is what Pinnacle GICs have done, significantly more when it comes to strategic impact. Now, if you were to move the x-axis in terms of capabilities, I'm gonna talk about what differentiated Pinnacle GICs from the rest. So the, so the things that you see shaded in green are the differentiated capabilities for Pinnacle GICs. Scale and penetration, guess what? Scale doesn't matter. In fact, a number of the GICs that ranked in our Pinnacle, few of them, do not have very large scale. So the, when it comes to digital, the myth that you need large scale as a critical foundation for success is challenged. There are some areas where it still matters and some areas where it doesn't. The biggest difference when it came to um, Pinnacle versus others was penetration. So to what, what percentage of the global work are you doing here? Do you have the role of just doing part of it or end to end? Breadth and depth of services. So what does this mean? So breadth, as I said, means you're doing all those things in digital. Automation, analytics, cloud, mobility. The differentiator was more depth. So you may be doing just analytics but are you doing end-to-end -end from, from the perspective of identifying the problem, developing the solution, validation model, everything. So end-to-end -end and depth matters more than breadth. And this is my, my sort of my counsel to GICs. Very often we can get too excited about the opportunity. There's a lot you can do. But thinking about prioritizing and going deep is more important versus you know, focusing on depth. Right? From a talent perspective, retention. Um, and I think many of the esteemed leaders spoke about things they've done uh, to drive retention. Retention was the big differentiator. Operating model and level of influence, influence with the parent was, was the big differentiator. And in innovation, it's about every, every GIC does innovation or claims to do innovation. What differentiates is how they're actually driving this, and I'm gonna talk about that in a while. Here's some data. I talked about penetration being the bigger differentiator than scale. And you will see across, when I say penetration, it's what percentage of the global work is being done out of the GIC. You will see a big difference between the pinnacle GICs and the others when it comes to penetration. In some of these segments, you know, like analytics, some types of analytics, like fraud analytics, we've seen GICs that are doing even 70% of the global work in analytics and may even have their chief risk or analytics officer based out of the GIC. So penetration is the biggest, bigger driver, not necessarily scale. Um, if, you were to, if you were to look at you know, this point on um, uh, breadth and depth, as I said, depth is the differentiator. Uh, to what extent are GICs doing end-to-end -end work and supporting multiple businesses for that capability? So going back to my analytics example, what differentiates is if you can do analytics end-to-end -end and across different businesses, be it pricing, you know, um, uh, underwriting, fraud, whatever. So breadth and uh, sorry, depth and pervasiveness matter more than trying to do everything in digital. 
we, we spend some time on the talent dimension. Um, clearly, Pinnacle GICs are doing better. Again, there is a war for talent when it comes to digital, and I don't think there is anybody who's escaping from it. The key differentiator that you see is on retention. And how are GICs driving greater retention? Uh, of course, this thing around relevant and challenging work opportunities, creating specialist career paths. And this is, this is very important because in the digital journey, you may not, you will not have a progress that is necessarily linked to managing more people. Right? In the traditional IT and ops roles, you would manage 50 people, 100 people, 2,000, 5,000, whatever. In digital, as I said, scale doesn't matter. So the pinnacle GICs are thinking about, have already implemented specialist career paths where you could still be an individual and have a very strong subject matter expert type contribution, which is different from the traditional people management role. Um, when I talked about operating model, uh, one of the things that I just want to touch upon is this digital is a pretty fuzzy subject, and digital means different things in different businesses. What the Pinnacle GICs have been doing is, while you will have digital getting implemented in different ways, in some cases it's automation, in some cases it is mobility, there has been a coordinated central digital team to enable this. And the role of the coordinated central team is to think of all these digital capabilities in an integrated manner. So for example, you know, if a bank is building a new mobile way of engaging with customers, right, there is a mobility side to it, there is an analytic side to it, and there is also a process side to it that may have automation elements. So the role of the centralized digital team is to drive this cohesiveness across different segments within digital. Influence with parent to lead design and execution of digital strategy we see even in the pinnacle, there is more room to drive design and thinking of digital. Execution is already happening, but when it comes to design, there is still more opportunity. It's my last, last slide here. Uh, if you were to look at how pinnacle GICs are driving innovation, A, they're sourcing ideas, not just from the internal ecosystem, but also external. External can mean vendors, external can mean startups. They're measuring impact of innovation on business outcomes of the parent. So it's not just about saying, okay, you know, I created some three prototypes, I've engaged with five startups, but really linking success of innovation to what is the business outcome of the parent. So having tangible measures to do that, you know, the pinnacle GICs are more evolved. Dedicated innovation teams with defined mandates. I, I know we had this debate on whether a dedicated transformation team is needed. It's the same, you can have the same debate even in the context of innovation. Innovation is everybody's responsibility, then why do you need a dedicated innovation team? The reason you need it is to drive some form of cohesiveness synergy across, across, uh, across different forms of innovation. So we do see Pinnacle GIC succeeding when they have a dedicated innovation team, and then uh, they're also leading execution of initiatives and contributing to design and ideation. So it's not just that the parent company has said, go ahead and do this, but contributing to the design and ideation of this. Okay, in summary, I know I've breezed through a lot of slides. How can you deliver a pinnacle performance? First point, as I said, don't be constrained by scale. That's, that's a big difference as far as digital is concerned than if you were to take a you know, finance function or a traditional you know, IT testing function or an infrastructure support function. Don't be constrained by scale in digital. Prioritize depth over breadth because there is a lot of opportunity, and intentionally you need to prioritize where the GIC can go deep and add tangible value versus trying to do everything. 
talent, offering relevant and uh, challenging opportunities is going to be important. I, we already talked about upskilling, reskilling, etc. So that's that's going to be a critical driver. Operating model and level of influence, acting proactively versus waiting for permission. And with a, with all of the pinnacle GICs, permission from the parent was not the biggest challenge. It was about how do you proactively and lead versus follow when it comes to digital. And then innovation, as I said, everybody's doing some form of innovation, but the real proof of the pudding is, can you institutionalize this by aligning metrics with outcomes? So just, just some thoughts based on you know a, a study that we've done and our general experience in the market. I know I've covered a lot in 20, 25 minutes. Happy to take questions. I think one question in terms of, like you said, that digital has these various forms. Yeah. In your study, did you find any particular form which is getting used more, whether it is <coughs> robotics, whether it is analytics, or what of digital is getting used more in the Pinnacle GIC? So, uh, so, see, there is no such difference. So, if you were to, on an aggregate basis, if you were to look at Pinnacle GICs versus the others, there is no such difference. Uh, because in this case, we are looking more at output. The way we are defining Pinnacle is by impact and by breadth and by capabilities. In general, in the market, if you look at digital, of those, whatever, six segments that I spoke about, uh, automation and analytics are the most evolved. Someone put this to slideshow. Uh, automation and analytics are the most evolved, but then there is also differences across industry verticals. Right? Um, in in some, some industries like your retail, Social and interactive is a big thing, and mobility is a big thing. If you were to take you know, uh, institutional banking, for example, uh, primarily it's been analytics to a certain extent automation, not on the other side, not, on the, not so much on the other side. So the answer varies by vertical, but it's not that the choice of which digital segment the GIC is prioritizing makes a difference to whether they're pinnacle or not. Thanks. So Karthik, uh, my name is Tarun. And I had uh, SSO for JSW Finance. Uh, you talk about how uh, GIC can uh, increase revenue or give real value to business. My question is, uh, how you measure that? Okay, good question. So measuring revenue impact is not easy, and there are shades of gray in it. Right? A simple way to do this is, um, in some cases, it is pretty straightforward. Right? For example. Uh, you may have helped uh, drive a certain strategy or a way of engaging with customers that help shorten the uh, time to market. Right. So, for example, any if you were to look at on the retail side, many of the GICs are building, um, developing prototypes of new store designs right, from the GIC. Some example. Let's suppose I say I pay my vendor on time. And that will help me negotiate better. Now, whether I'm able to negotiate better or not, Agreed. how I will measure, because commercial can also come up and say that's their negotiation skill yeah, yeah. or change in market scenario. Agreed. So that is not something that we would necessarily call strategic impact. Strategic impact would be if someone developed an analytics product that helped increase the market share of the company in a particular market. Right Now, to what extent do you attribute that to the GIC? is a matter of discussion in evolved GICs. 
some of them measure it with a very clear measurement methodology that's agreed on with the global business. There are, there are some challenges in measuring. I agree, it's not that easy. But I think the first step I would say is, are you even tracking what is the end impact to the consumer, sorry, to, to the business in terms of revenue? Very often, GICs don't even track that. Now, how much of that do you attribute to the GIC is a matter of debate. I agree with you. Uh, there are other examples where um, companies have helped uh, you know, develop new products that have helped them address new customer segments. So I'll give you an example of this. Many GICs have helped develop products and services focused on the India market. Right? They've helped global companies penetrate into the India market. Now, that is definitely a contribution to revenue impact. The, the point I'm not getting into here is how do you measure it? But the main the, point is how yeah. you measure it because, okay, when you go back and discuss with stakeholders, they are interested that before setting GIC, this was a vision. Yes. Or you come out with the benefits as one of the key drivers that your revenue can increase. Yeah. And that will add to your bottom line. But then story comes in a situation when you cannot measure it. If in case there's a thought, I would be happy to Happy to have a separate discussion on you. We've helped GICs actually measure this. Some GICs also believe that they should not be measuring it, right? And let me also offer the contrary point of view here. And they believe that, look, I'm no different from the parent organization, right? So you don't measure what's the, what's the revenue impact generated by the analytics team sitting in London. Why do you want to do it for the, for the analytics team sitting in Bangalore? So there is that other school of thought as well. But the point I'm really saying is, how do you, if you, if you think of more value addition from the GIC, uh, you need to be thinking of how do you, first of all, track success, A, aligning the goals of the GIC to something more than just cost and operational impact. How do you quantify that as a different, different exercise in itself? Hi. Hi, Karthik. I'm Sharad from Coke. Uh, very nice presentation. Just wanted to understand uh, is there any study and data you can share your thoughts on what is the failure rate of technology intervention in the Pinnacle GICs or outside externally? We don't uh, have data on that. So what do you mean by technology intervention? So like when, when we talk about automation, now there is a rat race. There, are, there is a possibility that what technology I am adopting or what the external world is using may not be relevant for me. So by after adopting, I only understand that it makes sense to me or not. There are too many things in the market. On that, I want some inputs if you have. We don't have data on that, but the bigger challenges... Any research? Yeah, so the bigger challenges we've seen are not so much the choice of the technology, but more what we've been talking about since morning. How has it been integrated into business services? So on automation, some of the key challenges have been how do you clearly define the roles of IT and operations and get them to work together, right? Don't try to automate everything. So how do you deal with the whole uh, talent and change management program? So this is some examples. It's, it's been less about, you know, I chose Blue Prism versus automation anywhere which caused this issue, right? Similarly, on, on if you were to look at analytics, uh, where, where GICs have failed is on, I wouldn't call this a failure, but if you were to just do validation of models which are being built elsewhere, then you're not evolving beyond a point. And, and that's where I think, you know, this thing about trying to be proactive and building the case to do more is important. So those, so those are also been failures in the sense that the GIC just 
accepted what the parent wanted them to do and just stuck with that for a while and not thinking you know out of the blue so um kartik uh, this is yeah sorry the glare is pretty <laughs> intense here yeah. i don't know how the other speakers managed uh, yeah, yeah so uh, i'm sheshaya from dr reddy's just thought of checking with you and uh, it was very interesting when i heard uh, you say that uh, scale is is often uh, not a huge issue is what i heard if i understood right um very often we are uh, encountering this uh, issue of you know for uh, you know making uh, taking any initiative like uh, automation or making a major process uh, change uh, we find anyway it's a very small activity not much of not many people are deployed and and and, and, and therefore do we really need to focus ourselves on that therefore scale in my view is still uh, a very important factor Uh, but to the contrary i heard that scale is really not a matter uh, if i understood it right can you please clarify so let me, let me so if you were to look at what i'm saying is if you were to look at the pinnacle versus the rest right if you were to look at the impact axis of this uh, i don't know okay um the it's not as if the pinnacle gics all of them were large scale when it comes to digital now there are some areas for example when it comes to automation right you need a you know a reasonable scale to automate that's not what scale we're talking about here this is more let's say you have an automation coe center of excellence which is enabling automation not just in the gic so that could be one lever which everybody seems to do but if the coe is also enabling automation to the broader enterprise that's what we mean by higher impact so it's not that the we're looking at more the scale from an automation capability standpoint not the scale of what gets automated um, let me did i make myself clear right that's one now on some of the other capabilities like analytics for example scale will make a difference but on an aggregate basis if you were to look at what is differentiating between pinnacle and other gics uh, it is not it's not scale it's more the impact that they create that's the point i was making so this is not about do you need a minimum